podcast here and i have my good homie here tonight i got tevin in the building with me tevin what's good eh? <laughs> what's good man ain't too much that weather starting to get a little crazy over there what y'all looking like uh not yet it's gonna start probably to, well tomorrow for sure it's gonna rain like heavy for like four five days straight she gonna get that uh they say we'll get a little snow uh either what monday or tuesday so we're gonna see how that go yeah so so I'm, I'm i'm bunkered in i went went to the store you know Stocked up on the food. I'm ready. Yeah, what you had to do. I feel that. Hey, I'm, I might have to go get a roast going or something like that. I might have to get it going maybe Friday. So uh, I need to do the exact same thing that you did. But, of course, this is another episode of the Perspective Podcast. And for the first time in a long time, we got a visual episode here. So, uh, so yeah, we got a visual episode here. And, and T, T, I'm glad you was able to join me tonight. And so, uh, so first, Brody, let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, we got Super Bowl recap. Um the Tampa and Thomas and the gang, they did it again. Uh, Brady, he's got seven, man. So just tell me, what are your thoughts about the Super Bowl? Like, did you did you even finish the Super Bowl? I finished it only because I was at a party, a watch party. But, like, after that third, like, during the third quarter, I kind of, like, tuned it out because, man, you saw it. Like, it wasn't – they wasn't moving the ball – Mahomes was just kept running around, getting pressure, doing them 360 spins and passes. I'm like, bro, I'm getting dizzy. I'm like, is this 2K? Like, he doing the most spin moves, like this basketball. It looks like backyard football at this point. Yeah, but, man, that pressure was getting to him. So, after that after that first half and them questionable calls, I was like, I was like, I kind of I kind of mailed it in on that one. Yeah. But, Tom got three. Well, no, seven. My bad. He got seven. He lost three. So we've been at ten. Crazy. Crazy. The last last time we were in the same space for the Super Bowl was uh, Brady's comeback against the Falcons. Uh, that was the last time we, we watched the Super Bowl. I forgot about that. We sure was. So that was crazy to see that. Uh, and I remember vividly, like at that at that party at the crib, like. It was kind of like you said, like we all just kind of like tuned out the game. Like niggas started playing cards. Like we started getting beer pong going. Like was eating. Yeah. Like, like everybody tuned it out. Then all of a sudden, with like maybe three or four minutes to go, like you looked up and the Patriots were within like distance. But right uh, now, fast forward this Super Bowl here. Uh, to be honest with you, I missed the majority of the first quarter. I was like cooking and stuff. Like I was on the grill, like getting everything going. I was like, I was peeping through my through my blinds because of course we had it on the tv so like as i'm on the grill like i'm looking over like at the tv like seeing what's going on i'm hearing the homies inside like like no like you know emotion and all that so uh i mean by the time like i really excuse me by the time i had really had a chance to really just kind of like tune into the game it was like third quarter it was kind of like over with by that point like you say so 
it was just one of those, man. It was one of those Super Bowls. It was just kind of like a downer. Uh, I feel like the last few Super Bowls have been downers. Um, this one, uh, the year the Patriots and the Rams played. Um, last, and really, I don't, last year, well, I really, well, remember last year. But it was interesting, though. That was uh, KC and uh, San Fran. Yeah. It yeah. got interesting that towards the end when Mahomes made that, they made that comeback. Yeah, they made the comeback and did their thing down there in Miami. But I don't know, man. Kind of like the last couple handful of Super Bowls, it just hasn't been. Uh, it just hasn't been, you know, like the big hype. The build, the build up has always been there, but yeah. the actual game itself, it's I think it's been a letdown. But uh, so yeah, Tom Thomas Thomas has seven, uh, seven of those things now. Uh, a lot of people throwing around that goat conversation, and I think that they're blending the two like greatest football player compared to greatest athlete I think a lot of people are like blending those two together which I don't think he's the greatest athlete ever uh but football player definitely the most accomplished by far so uh I mean seven of those things ah what you think uh by deep, I guess by default, he's like you can call you got to call him a goat because how many rings he got. I, but I don't, I personally don't think he's probably the best football player. But since he's the quarterback and they win, you know they get all the praise. Because yep. I mean, football is is a lot more than just the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback does make a huge difference, and you know can push you over the top or you know take you take further than what you expect, but uh. Like when you look at defense, I mean, you got to play defense too, and stuff like that. So if you want to say somebody like like people always bring up Lawrence Taylor, they bring up uh some people bring up like a Reggie White or somebody like that. Shoot, even on offense, even on offense, if you'll say somebody like Barry Sanders, like what if his team was good? What if they would have like, he was doing all that when his team was trash? <laughs> so what if his team was good? And then you got players like uh. Marino, who got to a Super Bowl, Elway got to multiple, Montana got to multiple. It's a, uh, but I mean, once you, when you do get to 10, that's, I mean, it takes, a, it's a lot of stuff that goes in to get there, but man, 10, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, just to get there. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna probably, probably never see that, probably never see it again. Yeah, real talk, real talk. Unless Mahomes get there because it's literally like his, this is his second real year playing. Uh, because he sat behind Alex Smith that year. And then, of course, the following year, they went to Super Bowl last year and then back-to-back Super Bowls. So, I mean, yeah. uh, or they may have been to, like, three straight AFC Championship games where he lost – he did lose to Brady yeah. once. He, yeah, he did lose to Brady once in the AFC Championship game. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, going forward, I mean, Tampa, they definitely do have a loaded team uh, from Brady, uh, Leonard, uh, Jones, the other running back, Jones – Gronk, uh, O.J. Howard, he's going to be back next year. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, like offense, offensively, like they're still fully loaded. Uh, defense, Tampa, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Pay that man, Devin White. Go ahead and pay that man right now. Go ahead and pay. Right. <laughs> like Devin be at the right place at the right time every game. <laughs> like right. he, He's never not around the football. Bro, fastest linebacker I ever seen. Facts. I I ever seen so fastest linebacker I ever seen, bro. That bro, that dude covers so much ground. Some, but yeah, get pay him now so you can get a discount. Yeah, why not? Because if you wait, 
you gonna have to give him a even bigger bag. Bigger bag. You have to. You might have to give him the franchise. You know what I mean? I mean, you never know. This could turn into one of those things where it's like he could be the staple of their defense for decades going forward. Right. So, uh, like you say, pay him now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pay him now or pay bigger later. <laughs> right. You know I mean? So. Mm. And then uh, another good thing that I just like to see, of course, you know what I'm saying? We both spent time in Baton Rouge and uh, just in BR, just a general area, and just to see the amount of LSU players all over the field, whether if it's on Kansas City side, uh, side defensively, offensively, Tampa side on defense. And uh, I'm pretty sure they, they had Leonard there at running back too. So just to yeah. see the amount of LSU players on the field at one point in time, it it shows, you know, the excellence that comes out of, out of uh, LSU. I mean, I succeed in college all the time but the talent is definitely there uh so that was definitely good to see so right uh, random random had a class with Devin White his freshman his freshman year he was in class you know and you know he was talk like he was talking his big big talk and I'm like man this is like this dude pretty confident but I will I will watch him in class yeah this dude was watching high school film of players while he was a freshman not even getting PT so I knew he had so he had so he had it in him because yeah. he had it in him because he had that, you know, that that will to to put that work in. Like, that's dedication. When you know you're not playing, but you watch a film from a player from his high school, I'm like, I was like, oh, he, I was like, okay, he, somebody to watch out for. I did, but nobody, I did not know. I don't think, I didn't know that he was going to turn into that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's seen, seen that one coming, but definitely salute LSU, salute Tampa Bucks. you know what I'm saying, getting that Super Bowl. I know a lot of Saints fans I know. They were hurt behind that. Uh, they were expecting to go up 3-0. I was looking forward to a matchup between Rodgers and Breeze and Lambeau for a showdown. I was looking forward to that, but once again, Thomas does what Thomas do, and he he wins again. So uh, salute to them. Um, maybe next year, you know what I'm saying, we'll get a chance to see some other things. But uh, just kind of moving forward here, and as we get, in, get into our NBA uh, part, of the, part of the show, um, at this point in society, we saw so many fans there at the Super Bowl. Do you think that it would be like a good point now or maybe even after All-Star break? And we'll get into All-Star break in a minute. But do you think that it would be a good idea for us to like start going ahead and bringing a certain capacity or like letting more fans into the game uh, in basketball arenas? I mean, might as well. Because if you look at it, I'd be out, I'd be out, I'd be outside. And I'd be looking around, I'm like, man, people, nobody's really in anymore. It's just the fact that there's nothing for you to do, like nothing for you to do extracurricular. So I'm like, at this point, it's like, we might as well just just be outside. Because like people not really staying inside anyway. So we might as well be outside, be without masks. Um, it's, I guess it's going down. I don't, I haven't kept up with the COVID talk or whatever. Um, so I don't know if it's trending up, trending or down. But um, I think we might as well put some type of limits on that. I mean, you always got to space it out, like have certain seat, uh, seats between people and certain, you know, ticket uh, attendance capacities. But that's I think that's what they should do, because um, watching the games, I'd be like, man, like I now after a whole, I guess, last year and early this year, I'm like, man, like that energy from the crowd do change your viewership. Makes a difference. Like, because makes... I be watching the games, I'm like, man, it'd be quiet up in there. I feel like I'm watching, I watch, and you know, I watch a lot of games. So it's like, man, I'm watching pretty much practices and scrimmages, but no, these games really count. Yeah. Now, the players, they know it matter, but like, if you're watching it, that extra energy 
that the, that the crowd brings like it's hard to generate that through uh whatever they're doing with speakers and uh extra regular audio extra audio sounds they bringing in so i'll be like man it's it's getting it's getting tougher to watch but man i mean yeah i'm hanging it i'm hanging in there <laughs> I was saying, you know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, I think at this point, too, we should start allowing a certain percentage of fans back in. And I know that um, certain franchises are letting uh, particular like uh, a certain amount of fans in. I know whenever uh, the Lakers, they came out here to Houston, they let on they let fans in, but they let fans in only at the top part of the arena. So like nosebleed seats, if you will. So and I mean, they were letting people in. But of course, it's a total different from you know nosebleeds mid-level bowl levels like so it's it's totally different but i think at this point we should start letting a a bit more fans in and space them out as you stated uh because i mean these are these arenas hold hundreds of thousands of people thousands of people you know what i mean and like trust me it's enough to where we can space these people out of course prices are going to go up on those tickets but i think that that's that's all a part of it so that's you know understood but you know, you want that kind of entertainment, you got to pay for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and especially out here in Houston, like out here in Houston, it's we've closed for all of closed for all of two months. You know what I mean? So uh, right. from March until March of last year till uh, Memorial Day of last year. But right back after that, people were back outside in the streets, pool parties all over the place. Like it is what it is. And um I don't really keep up with the COVID numbers all the time. I do kind of check in to see what our city numbers are looking like. And our cases are like this. Like, I mean, the Houston, Texas, like you'll have, we had a spike one day, which it was like 1900 new cases. Then the, like later on that week was like 900 new cases. So it's, uh, it's kind of like up and down. So I guess it's just, uh, based on like state to state, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking at? State to state, just kind protocols of protocols or whatever. Protocols, exactly. So, last time we had a chance to uh, kick it and, and chit chat, uh, James Harden, he was still a member of the Houston Rockets. And so now James has taken his step back, his jumper, his game. He's taken everything from Houston, Texas, packed it up, went on over to Brooklyn, and along with like a, uh, uh, it was a big shuffle. A big shuffle took place. Uh, Karis LeVert was a Houston Rocket for all of an hour, sent him to uh, Indiana. Houston got Victor Olandipo back. The Nets, they moved uh, Jared Allen and another piece over to Cleveland. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 a whole, you know, situation there. And prayers to Karis LeVert. Uh, they did find, right. find something on his kidney. So hopefully he gets better soon and he gets back to being on, on the floor. Right. But uh, so... James in a in a Brooklyn Nets uniform for I would say about a, about a month or so. Uh, what what you thinking so far? How you feeling? Have you had a chance to watch Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. I watched a few, I watched Brooklyn. a few of their games. Oh, um, it's what I offensively is what I thought. Like it's going it's too hard for you to guard those three guys on that perimeter. Um, especially with James just playing with the ball at the top of the key like he, like he do, and you got Kyrie and. Uh, KD on the wings, you, that help ain't it can't it can't come. So yeah. James get the he get he get the cook. He get to decide <laughs> if I want to you know if I want to drive or if I want to shoot it. I I make all of I make all the plays and all the decisions. Um, the thing is is that the defense is terrible. Terrible. Oh, uh, because <laughs> they have because those three ain't 
I mean, Kevin Durant to play defense when he, you know, when he has when to, it James Harden, to, James Harden to try sometimes. Kyrie, you know, I mean, he he's tried to stay in front of his man or whatever. But as far as stoppers, they don't have nobody that can really guard, that can get down in the stance and stop somebody. Yeah. Um, the big position is they still looking for a, a new big because they got DeAndre, but that's really it. And all he bringing is some rebounds and some blocks. That's it. Yeah. And, and then he, and he got to feel like yeah, that but that bench, that's that bench got cleared out so bad. I didn't realize I didn't realize it only because of mostly injury with uh Dinwiddie. Yeah. His injury hurt him bad. And then they obviously they traded Levert, but that, that Dinwiddie injury is costly right now. Cause yes. those points off that bench, they not coming. And so KD and them, they playing a lot of minutes. KD been playing 44 minutes some games. The overtime game, he played like 50, 50. 50 minutes. I'm like, Kevin, he don't need to be playing that much right now. Like, yeah, yeah the games up. matter, but, yeah, the games matter. But, I mean, you can use Kyrie or you can, you know, put Joe Harris in, Atari and Prince or whatever, and let them get those minutes because, man, like, that's going to take a – that adds up. Kevin Durant didn't play last year. Like, no. it ain't like he played last year. He was out. So you want to have him as fresh as possible for the long run. But um, I, they still – I mean, those, with them three, they dangerous. Yeah. So I'm not – I still think they're going to end up in the East, in the uh, finals. It's going to be hard because of the, obviously that bench. But, I mean, I don't think a team can guard those guys consistently for the better of seven games. I agree. Especially those guys. I mean, all, all, the, all those dudes, like all three of those dudes get 30 – at any given time, any given night, and they sleep, you know what I'm saying? And they can go off for, they can give you a 50-piece, all of them, you know what I mean? So, and all of them hit hit big shots, you know what I'm saying? All of them hit big shots. Um, and I think the, what it is, and a lot of people in the beginning, uh, like you said, they are missing the pieces on defense, but it's, uh, we're right here, today's the 10th, uh, today's the 10th, and so we're right here, and I believe, I believe the trade deadline is sometime um later on and later on this uh in march so it may be march 7th if i'm remembering correctly or it may be march 8th something like that but they have uh some time to kind of like move some pieces and get some things uh corrected there but uh as far as their team though i remember the big question whenever they uh you know form their big three was who's going to take the back seat who's going to be the third option who's cool with it and i think at this point now it's clear, like James Harden, he's he's cool with like taking the back seat, but like, you know what? Y'all boys got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because James, he's not like you said, he's still at the top of the key, going crazy with the rock, uh, as normal. But KD gets the most efficient 28, 20, 26, 30 points that we've ever seen ever. Right. Uh and Kyrie, he's gonna put up buckets. He's gonna put up, he's gonna get his shots. Like Kyrie yeah. is going to get his shots. And uh it was a joke it was a running joke but I know Kyrie was going through things and they were saying like Kyrie took like three weeks off of work and put in his PTO and he came back in averaging 30 <laughs> so hey when you're that good you can that's what you can you can always do that yeah so I mean Kyrie gonna get his shots KD's still gonna get his 30 no matter how from free throw line mid-range pull-up game whatever you want he gonna serve you right. so uh I think Brooklyn they're gonna be all right um and then, uh, so like last week, uh, KD was pulled from a game on Friday. I forgot who they were playing uh, fr- last Friday, 
but uh, they pulled Kyrie, um, they pulled KD from the game because he was around somebody that tested positive for COVID, and they pulled him a couple minutes into the third quarter. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if he's out there hooping and he was around somebody that came that tested positive, but he showed up negative, wouldn't you just stop the entire game? But then, you know, the capitalist part of capitalist part of my mind kicked in and was like, well, no, this is a national TV game. They can't just <laughs> cancel it at this point or postpone it at this point. Cause like we say, we're five minutes to go in the third quarter and they pulling him from the game. And so that was just a, a bit strange. And I don't remember seeing anything like that, like at all this season. Like, have you, did you, were you uh, watching that game Friday? No, I wasn't. I wasn't watching it, but I did. Like, I saw, you know, all the news and stuff about it. And I was thinking, like, man, this is this is going to be a bigger story than what the COVID thing is bigger than what I thought. As far as far as them pulling people from games and stuff like that, because it's like they really want to know, like, then they like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we really doing? They like so we can play somewhat, but then if somebody says we have it, we gotta leave. But if I already played, then I'm not understanding why. Like if I if I had it and I'm playing, what is it gonna do if you take me out the court? Like whoever I came in contact with, pretty much is gonna probably already have it. Yeah. Or if say if I don't have it, if I test negative, but I was around somebody, like taking me out the game, like why I test negative, like that. But the NBA, they need to, they really need to look at it. Yeah. To see, like, they real, the, and get some real protocols on what's going on because you don't want your star players uh, going against the uh, the establishment like that. So they need to all get on the same page as far as, like, what are we going to do with this COVID situation forward as far as, because, like, what if that's a playoff game? Exactly. That's like, how are we going to do that? Are we, but are they going back to a bubble? Because I, I don't know. Question. That's a good question. And I don't know. Or if they're not going back to a bubble, then the same stuff can start, can happen. Yeah. So uh, they need to figure that out because um that's that's not a that's not a good look at all. Yeah, we're getting to the we're getting to the most important parts of the season now. And so especially getting to the most important parts of the season, which every game this year counts. We have a, a condensed schedule this year, but like with a condensed schedule, every game counts. Uh, seating counts. You know what I'm saying? Probably by the time we get to playoffs, we may have more fans in the building. And you know what I'm saying? If I save X amount of dollars so I can go to a Rockets make the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be mad if John Wall got pulled from a game with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter because a positive test came back. Or he was around right. somebody that was that has had a positive test. That would suck. But – uh as far as the league, they, I think that they definitely do need to go ahead and get that corrected a bit more. And I know it's a bit fluent, but shit, it's the NBA. It's a billion, maybe even a trillion dollar industry. Like they have the funds and they have the resources to be able to get uh, that information back quicker than uh, what was displayed uh, last Friday. And right. Because so, what if that's a play? What if that's one of the a playoff game or well, a playing game? Say playing. you're a you are ninth seed and you're trying to get the eighth seed that, and you need this win and your best player has it's the third quarter he gets pulled because of he close contact. Yeah. Like that's gonna that's gonna tick a whole bunch of people off. Fans, fans, fans coaches, get mad, coaches, players, you 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 see where that can go. And then that's just gonna cause a whole bunch of turmoil for uh 
for the for the NBA and some more bad news that they really don't want because they're for the most part they've been doing pretty good nice. the last two seasons with uh not much not much negative press. So that's something that they really don't want at this moment, but they need to address it soon because once KD and LeBron start speaking out, you 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 know once LeBron say it, it's everywhere. Yeah, like it's like on. it ain't just ESPN no more. It's USA Today and uh and um. Uh, <laughs> The Boston Globe, so yeah, LA Times. To, uh, yeah, LA Times. You need to um nip that in the bud as soon as possible and get a solution for all this. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Especially as we like we get closer to you know what I'm saying, like uh like you say, the 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 quick the more the more we the deeper we get into the season, the more clear the picture has to be uh for everything going forward. So we gotta they gotta go ahead and get this right. And, you know what I'm saying, so that we can go ahead and just kind of get like a clear picture because we don't want play-in games to be infected, play-in games to be infected. We don't want national TV games to be affected. And we definitely don't want star players to be pulled from games on national TV as well. And speaking of LeBron, as he speaks out, um, the NBA announced that we are, well, surprise to our surprise as well, we're having all-star week this year well all-star weekend some form of it and they're holding it down in atlanta uh do you know those dates uh for nba all-star this weekend oh if i'm not mistaken i want to say is it march 10th that sounds about right Uh, yeah as i'm looking at the calendar the uh first weekend it would be uh the 5th through the 7th or it could be the 12th through the 15th but uh yeah that's why that's this weekend right uh well march still it's still in february right now but uh you never know but i mean shit is it's coming up sooner than you know and of course braun spoke oh oh, yeah they're looking at it uh yeah i'm i'll read another one march 7th yeah march so yeah so they're going on break march 5th through the 10th uh that's what i see there but uh yeah, uh Braun spoke out about it. He wasn't too happy. And I mean, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a short offseason, 70 some odd days as far as like uh championship teams, the Heat and the the Lakers. But you have uh, about 70 some odd days off, and then you get, you know, you're you're told that you're gonna have X amount of days off to rest, heal, shake back, make trades, whatever the case may be, and then you spring it on them. Once again, capitalism. What you think? Uh, LeBron speaking, saying that he don't want to be there. Oh, that's that don't just hurt the league now. That can also, if the right, if certain people hear that, that can affect like the future. Yeah. Cause, cause growing up, like if you make it to the NBA, you're ask someone your aspirations to be an All Star one day, right? So now, if the best player is saying this game really don't matter, then you might be like, well, you don't have no incentive to be like to work towards that type awesome. of level of player if the game, if the game, no, if the game really don't matter. Because maybe, maybe younger kids, you know, looking up to it, but like they want to be awesome. But LeBron's saying, you know, ah, this game don't mean nothing or whatever. Uh, they kind of be like, oh, dang, he don't like the All Star game. Well, it don't mean nothing, but it does as far as like for the league, it means a lot because number one, extra revenue they sell jerseys they sell uh, a whole bunch of merch they sell commercials and stuff during that time they uh 
get a whole bunch of promotion from the players. That's the only time you can get besides Team USA or the Olympics where you get that many players together to do uh, um that many players of that star caliber together uh, to play together so people can see what they look like together, all the talent on the court at one time where they get to interact, they get to do interviews. Um, they, they do the fan in, the fan interaction they do during All-Star Weekend. That's a lot of good promotion for the game. And I know that's what the NBA is looking at. They're looking at it from a money point, yeah. period. They're like, shoot, this, they're like, man, this this on TV. Then they also, like, the merch, merch is a big, merch is a big deal. Yes. Like, for, for the NBA. So they want to sell that merch and that commercial time as much as possible, especially going on what's going on right now with the limits that they have because of COVID. They need all that extra money and exposure, but yeah, LeBron saying that he don't want to be there, and then people like Darren Fox saying it don't mean nothing. Even even though you might not even get there, so <laughs> if that's your attitude, and that, and that's the best player attitude, that's kind of kind of hurtful for the league because you don't want you don't want the NBA All Star game, you don't want it to turn to the Pro Bowl, right? Where where at the end of the day they might help the All Star game, so it's just like the rise and start the rookies versus sophomore game. Like it's, yeah, that's a cool. Comp. Yeah, that's a cool little game, but I don't. I I like I like I like LeBron. I like seeing KD. I like seeing Lillard and Steph shooting threes from 40, 50 feet, trying to make one. You know, that's a that's what I like to see. You know, um, them do little stuff like that and to play on with other players or whatever. You know, and that's how. And quite as it kept, that's how a lot of people end up playing together. Like yeah. some stars, because you you're like, oh, we didn't spend two, three, we didn't spend three to five days together. We didn't talk about some stuff. I didn't see his game. I didn't play with him. I like how he, I like his uh vibe. You know, let me let me hit up the uh coach or the uh management man, and be like, hey, no, we got some room, right? Yeah, I know we can trade somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we say we say we're looking to make a move this summer, right? Yeah, I I got somebody in mind. I got somebody in mind. Who, yeah, who, so that's us. Who contract up? Oh, <laughs> sign and trade. All right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of stuff that happened during All Star during All Star weekend. But um, LeBron speaking out against it. Like I said, the league they just they trying they need that they want to protect that money and protect the the future the future revenue because that don't just affect this game. It affects that don't affect this year's game. It affects the ones in the future going forward and that's something I, I i echo that as well especially with like all-star game like they have an all-star game in atlanta and atlanta is similar to houston which it's covid hotspot you know what i'm saying like if if we are concerned about the players safety the players health and beyond the players their families because they are traveling back and forth um i don't think atlanta is the best place now if you just kind of look at it maybe on the map you would say uh, geographically, maybe you could say Memphis would be a as quote quote center point. Uh, you can't say Dallas because Dallas it's once again here in Texas, and our our numbers are a bit up more than other places in the country. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you want to just kind of put players in the safest space possible, I think you they could have picked a better city or just not have it at all because Braun speaks out. It's a domino effect, you know what I'm saying? Because Braun is by far the most recognizable face that we have in our game uh braun Giannis, kd Kyrie, uh james harden luca uh the list goes on steph the list goes on and dame the the list goes on and on and on you know what i'm saying and so uh i think if they would have just kind of just held back on all-star i would have been cool with you know 
not have an all-star this year because I mean shit, it was the last time we had an all-star game, that was by far the best all-star games, I would say, maybe since the mid-2000s. Uh, because you know, that was the game for Kobe and Gigi, and everybody had the two or the 24 on, and then you know, it was just so much extra that just went into it, and the players really meant it last year. This year, different circumstances, different things going on, I would much rather just not do anything that weekend, and I'm not sure if you saw this today or not, but uh, I got a, a, you know, notification from uh, one of these apps, and it was saying that they're trying to include a dunk contest at the, at halftime of the all-star game this year uh they're trying to squeeze that in too so once again it's, it seems like capitalism they're trying to keep all eyes on the nba as long as they can however they can um so i mean i'm okay without all without a dunk contest because uh i mean some some days all-star game is here some days some some days the dunk well the dunk contest is here some days is here, you know what I mean. So it's only uh, so many. It's only so many dunks you can do. That's exactly. the thing. Like people, like after after you see Levine and Aaron, and Aaron Gordon, like after you saw what they did, you're like, okay, that's probably that's the, the upper limit of what of what you can do physically, possibly as a as a human being jumping. So uh, the dunk contest is, yeah, it can it probably can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we can do without it this year. You know what I mean. And we can do a dunk. Can, can we? We can probably change it to a dunk on contest where somebody tried to contest a dunk. Maybe yeah. that'll be better. That's not be right now. Because right now it's just the threes and the the skills are like the main thing that the NBA is like going towards. Like, I mean, people people dunking, but it ain't the it ain't the it don't have the same impact as it used to. Like, once yeah, we pretty much seen we've seen over what let's see eighty dunk contest by eighty five to now. So that's what. 40, 35, almost 40, 40 almost 40 years, yeah, 80, yeah. well, 80, 90, 2000, mid-2000s, and now we're here in the 20s, almost 50 years of, really, you know what I'm saying, approaching 50 years of yeah, uh, all-star true. competition. Only so much the human body can do as far as dunking. Exactly, and I really think that we saw the, the peaks of it with uh, Neek, versus, Neek versus Jordan, Vince Carter's explosion, you know what I'm saying, in like 2000, right. um, Zach and uh, Aaron Gordon, as you said, and even uh, even the year Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard, they had their thing down right. in New Orleans. Like that was another good one too. But uh, this year, I can really do without All Star. But I mean, hey, if we have it, we have it. I'm still going to tune in, uh, but I'm not going to be like locked in. And it's not it's not like a it's not like a uh, a festive thing like the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it is what it is with that. And, uh, all-star selections i didn't have a chance to really like take a look at the ballots there but uh do you uh did you have a chance to kind of like put together like some ballots and just see who you who's like uh decipher who who's on what side yeah i got my um i got my five that i would pick from the west and i got my five i would take from the east run it <laughs> you want the west we doing you want the west or the east first go go oh. east first because i think the east this is the first time no. and, and we talked about this in text that, uh, well, let's, I think we can do the West. Let's do the West first. Okay. I think the West is more chalk than the East, in my opinion. Okay. Go ahead. Go go, go Western Conference first. All right. So first, we'll go for, I'm going to do the forwards first. Obviously, LeBron. And then I got Joker, Kawhi, and my backcourt, I have Lillard and Curry. I like that. I like that. 
Now, uh, I'll tell you the one guy I left off, but he was real close to Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yeah, and see, that's that's kind of where I'm, I would have him as, as reserve. Him and because him and Paul George could have easily could probably got a good case to be the two two guards because obviously Utah's number one in the in the NBA. Who would have thought we don't get to Utah? Yeah, we don't get to Utah. NBA. And um, Paul George's been playing super good this year. Uh, he's looking healthy, he's looking like that MVP, uh, the MVP, the top three MVP finish, Paul George this year. But I took I took, but I took Curry and Lillard because Curry has been unguardable. Like he's, I think he's averaging twenty nine or third. He's averaging twenty nine, I believe, like twenty nine and eight. Yeah, the last yeah. few games he's been going nuts. Like the last yeah. five games, I think he, I think he's averaging thirty five the last five games. But he's he's still behind Brad in the overall score. Right, right. and he just dropped I think fifty six or fifty five the other night I was watching and the shots he was making. I was like, Crazy. bro, like that you can't guard that. Like he's just on another. Crazy. He on another level right now, and not to and Dame because obviously because CJ's hurt, so yeah. he's having to carry that offensive load so much. And for us, oh. for us, for us to still be in the fifth seed without our second best player, just know when he comes back, <laughs> yeah. we making some we making some noise. Yeah, and and uh, CJ broke his foot or his hand or something like that. His I think his is what did his leg foot foot something with his foot or leg or foot something yeah. with that. But he should be back within I think they. I think he said he got three three more weeks, maybe two okay. for sure, and then he probably rest for a week and then probably suit up. So maybe yes. four more. Oh weeks. yeah, post post All Star, he'll be back for sure. Yeah, I think uh, just kind of like piggybacking off of yours because I, I didn't have a chance to really make a list this year. Um, I would go similar to yours. I would go Braun, Joker, AD. Um, then I would go uh, backcourt Steph, Dame. Every time I think about Dame recently, like I think about the game winning shot he had against the Bulls the, a couple couple weeks ago, and listen, I'm gonna kind of like walk you through that scenario because I'm I'm pretty. Did you did you tap in? Did you see that game? Were you watching mm-hmm. that? I so last last forty seconds, I'll, I'll make it real short. Last forty seconds, we were up like five. Uh, Kobe White had the ball. He was going down court. He had an opportunity to get a layup, push the seven. He dribbled under the rim and pulled the ball back out to to mid court. Fouled him, went to the free throw line. Uh, he made – oh, he split him. He went one for two, up six. Uh, Blazers come right back down the court, layup. <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? So now they're down uh, four. Come back down the court. We uh, we foul again, miss both free throws. Y'all come back, layup. Y'all get another layup. Now it's a two-point game. Now we're inbounding the ball. Zach Levine, he gets trapped in the corner. And you know, just as much as I know, the corner is the worst place to get trapped. Place. Zach gets trapped. He goes up against a jump ball against uh, Trent Trent Jones, Trent Jr. Loses the jump ball. The ball rolls over to Dame. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and Dame, like, drills his game winner. So that was uh, that. Was that. But, yeah, that's – my quick Dame story and heartbreak. So I know how the Rockets feel. I know how OKC feels, but <laughs> not not to that magnitude, but what I do kind of know how they feel. Um, then just kind of as reserves off the top of my head, I would go Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Um, I would go um, uh, Kawhi. I can't, I can't believe I left off Kawhi. Um, Kawhi and PG though. And that's not having like a, a full, 
you know what I'm saying, tier this year. But yeah. those would be my all-stars over there on the West. Uh, east side. East side for the first time in a long time. The conferences are kind of balanced, if you will. Yeah. If you're, at, at, at the, uh, if you're looking at just the top five. Yeah. What, so what you got over there in the, on the east, Eastern Conference? So, MB, Giannis, KD, and then after that, these last these last two, we're gonna be talking discussing this. I've got I picked Harden and Jalen Brown. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And so people um which brings me to a discussion I had the other the other day. And we had this uh me and one of the homies, we were having this conversation about Jalen Brown versus Jason Tatum, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum has the look the image of one of the next like like you know you know how they mentioned like joker luca donovan mitchell now he solidified his name in in that tier uh devin booker is supposed to be in this tier jason tatum is supposed to be in this tier let's keep I, it 100 let's keep it 100 jason tatum looks like the guy you want to market the sport yeah, we're we gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it real. Keep yeah. it honest. Yeah, he he's what it's supposed to look like. Like he, they want to serve everything to Jason on like a silver platter. Platter, you know, yeah. especially him having a Celtic uniform on. Like it only just right. it just pushes the envelope. But but Jalen Brown, something's different about him that's like nobody. I don't know. I think only a handful of people really see it. But Jalen Brown, he. I think he's actually the one on that team instead of Jason Tatum. Um, I I see where he goes mentally. I think Jason Tatum relies a lot on skill versus Jalen Brown versus where he, I see Jalen Brown like thinking through the game. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's something that I do see, of course, through TV screen, but uh, that is what I see. So I'm not mad at at Jalen being, being an all-star selection. I like it. I liked it a lot. Uh, Now I I would have a, what was what you gonna say? No, I was saying you you left off Beal. Uh you left off the league leading score. Um who else we left off? We left off uh a guy named Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, uh <laughs> Jason yeah. Tatum. Jason Tatum, you left him off off the list. Um you left off Chris Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, just some other names, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Middleton, he knows he knows his position. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be on he'll be on the squad, but you know he he not gonna crack that top five yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, not just yet. But yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's, that was hard because I was like, man, Jalen Brown or uh, Jason Tatum, but I rewarded his his the work he's put in. Like he's shooting fifty two as a shooting guard, pretty much shooting fifty two percent from the field. Come on. He's I'm making 42% of his threes. Now, his free throws need some work. But aside from that, I'm like, he his efficiency has gone up. His defense is always there. And yeah. I just rewarded his his hard work. And in Boston, they, the record is good. And I believe that he, even though Jason Tatum's probably the better player, he's just, he's I feel like he's had the better season. In my opinion, for sure. So I wanted him, and then and Harden and and Harden and KD just on the fact 
even though Harden just got to the East a couple a couple weeks ago, I was like, he he already he the best shooting guard to me. Like he the best shooting guard over there, so I gotta put him there. Yeah, most definitely. And shit, James still living living out of a suitcase. You know what I'm saying? So right, <laughs> he averaging almost a triple double. Yeah, it, it, smooth. Ooh. We smooth. we didn't even mention Luca for West. I, but see, we're gonna get to Luca later. We're gonna get to, there's there's something about Luca and Kimba that I want to talk about a little bit later that I'm I'm seeing. And actually Luca uh Luca, Kimba, and Terry Rozier. There's something that's 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 a common thread between those three that I'm starting to see here. Okay, so to wrap up the uh Eastern, what about uh, we we met we left off a guy who's averaging, I believe, 30. But apart from uh, Bradley Bill, that guy was Trey Young. Is he worthy of starting? No, <laughs> not, really? I'm, I'm I'm not gonna give it to Trey. I mean, I look at Trey as as he's in that same situation as uh as as Dane, uh, to where uh Ice Trey he doesn't have anybody else to really depend on, like. Overall in the team, I've seen uh, Collins. He's had a couple of good games. I haven't really just. Hey, tapped I love, him. hey that's my that's my guy. I love Collins. <laughs> so, I love him. I saw he had. Uh, I think he's had up about three or four thirty point games this year, which which is dope. And because shit, Trey needs help. Like he definitely needs help. And shit, Trey's undersized. Like we right. often talked about how Steph is undersized, but Ice Trey is more undersized than Steph. And so he's still having right. to get his score scoring him bunches bunches as he is. So. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if if uh, Trey makes the team as like a reserve, uh, but I think it's uh, I think his time is coming. I think his time is coming. I, I think the overall team needs to have a bit more success in order for him to really just like, you know, really be in there. But I wouldn't be mad if, if he made shit. You score thirty a game, shit. I mean, he's gonna get. I, I believe he's gonna end up getting it because of the, obviously the fan vote. They love him, and it's um, and it's Atlanta too. So you know they they yeah, will get the home. They need a they need a hometown story somewhere like how they had with uh, AD uh, right. last year with it being in Chicago, right? And then so um uh that was All Star um pretty much to wrap up with that, and then so that brings us to the mid season awards. Um, who you got with uh, defensive player of the year and uh, the odds, and I'm not really like a big odds person. I don't really gamble like that, but the odds in, in order, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Miles Turner, Giannis, Ben Simmons, and right behind Ben Simmons is Joel and B. So I went with Miles Turner because he's averaging 3.7 blocks a game. Yeah. I can't – let's let's hold on. Let's, let's Think look at it. Think about it now. <laughs> yeah. And Miles has definitely been doing his thing this year. Because I can't remember the last time a guy averaged that many blocks. I'm like almost four blocks a game. And I think the next and the second place of Rudy Gobert, he averages a whole is 2.7, which is one less. Yeah. And maybe I'm getting Rudy Gobert fatigue because they keep giving him defensive player of the year. And I'm like, all he really does is stand around the rim. I don't know. So yeah, he's he a good defender, but he can't just keep winning a war for standing around the rim. So maybe I'm getting fatigued from him, but uh, I took turn because that's a lot of blocks. And also because Indiana, they don't have all the talent any other team has, but they, they are right there. I think they're the fifth seed right now. Yeah, I got the standings over here. They're uh, number five uh, right yeah. before we started. They're really just 12 and 12. And, 
Right, and it's really it's Brogdon, Sabonis, and him. Yeah, like that's 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 really it. That's who they riding on and counting on Can to make stuff him? happen. So I picked. So I so I took Miles Turner. I didn't take AD because he's had to me he's had not having the same impact he had last year, offensively or defensively. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know if he's playing his way into shape or he's just coasting. But uh, I ain't, that's why I didn't pick. That's why I didn't uh, choose him. Also. Yeah. And to kind of go back about to your Indiana point, Indiana's sitting at number five right now at 12 and 12, right behind Boston and right in front of Charlotte. Uh, when they get Karis LeVert back, that's a walking bucket. You know what I mean? Right. So you never know that that Indiana might actually have a, have a pretty good nucleus going forward. And mm-hmm. as long as they keep everybody together, not is Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan still the coach? Or did they let him no, go? they got, they got, you know, they got to get rid of the black man, yeah, bring in Nate. somebody, bring in one of their own. <clears throat> New Orleans, hire Nate McMillan. Uh, but, then, <laughs> but that's already that, you done on Stan already. I'm, I'm done with Stan. Like, get him out of here. <laughs> get him out of here. Like he, if you look at Stan Van Gundy, he looks like the at the average person in the French Quarter. But, uh, <laughs> but I think uh, Nate McMillan is the better option for New Orleans. Uh, but. We can get to that uh, another day, another time. My defensive player of the year, um, I I wouldn't be mad with Miles, and I wouldn't be mad with Joel and Embiid because I'm really split. I think Doc Rivers he's had a bigger impact on Joel than uh, what really meets the eye, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think Brett Brown let Joel and Ben Simmons both get away with a lot of like Nicky Nack things, like oh my god, like. Uh, this hurts, so that hurts. But I think having Doc Rivers there, a real championship coach, um, somebody that's coached multiple levels of talent, whether if it's the Celtics' big three, uh, even like the the Magic team. Well, did he take the Magic team there? Well, he had really competitive Magic teams. Um, plus, he's he's been a player. You know what I mean? And then his last stint with the uh, with with the with the Clippers. Um, he knows how to coach talent, and I, I believe that he's getting the best out of them. So uh, I'd roll with Joel Embiid, and I wouldn't be mad with Miles Turner either as as the go-to. Um, rookie of the year, uh, who you got? I got, I, got the man, I got the man that's been on every sports center, ESPN, uh, any uh, Fox Sports, any highlight. <laughs> I'm t- I'm taking Lamelo. Special, now, special. Yeah, it's off height. Yeah, it's mostly off height because he's the one you see the most. Mm-hmm. But um, his play has been very good, and you see it. You see the the passing. You see the ability to shoot. The, but that um that passing ability, he's making a lot of giving his lot of a lot of his guys a lot of easy shots. Yeah, and um uh, you passing guys. Them, You've seen him get put it together too, like more consistent, more consistent games. Uh, especially as far as shooting the ball, his shot is starting to improve percentage wise. So I, I'm taking Lamelo Ball, and I, I can't even really, I didn't really have a, a second person in mind. So my rookie of the year, and it's uh, at this point, and it's a one off, it's a one off, but I'm going with Tyrese Halliburton from the Kings. He is playing like out of his mind. I've watched a few a few Kings games. Like a lot of the teams, like I'm tuning into this season. Uh, I'm checking out the Kings, Warriors, of course the Bulls, Nets, and I'm interested to see 
uh, how, of course, you know, like when the Lakers are on, I watch the Lakers too, but uh, those are really like the teams that I'm really like keeping and keeping an eye on. And Halliburton, he, he gave my bulls that work. Like he gave, he served everybody buckets. Like I think he had 27 against us. Um, He had 27 against us, but I just watch how he, how he plays and his, his mind, like his mind is ahead of the game. Like he's literally like steps ahead and just how he sees the game and how he sees the floor. And uh, as of late, LaMelo has been coming on, especially since he's been put into the starting lineup. LaMelo and Miles Bridges, that is going to be like, I think that's modern day Kenyon Martin, Jason Kidd. So I I think that's what that's going to turn into and and with more success because Charlotte, they have a bit more, they have more pieces around them than, you know, like, you know, most, most teams. So Charlotte looks good. I wouldn't be mad with LaMelo and, I've watched a lot of uh, Jameis Wiseman this year. Um, how he's really come on, and the more that I watch the Warriors, the more that I'm seeing them use him more. Whether if it's in a uh, pick and rolls, pick and pops, pick and slips, uh, he's. I've even seen him bring the ball up a few times, and he starts the offense. You can definitely see like some of that tutelage that Draymond is starting to put in to him, and. Yeah. A lot of people are comparing him to KG. I don't see that yet, but I definitely do see his his offensive game package, and he's going to be special. And so uh, that's uh, I'm rolling with Tyrese Halliburton for my rookie of the year. I'd go Lamelo number two and James James Wiseman number three. I can't blame you with the Halliburton thing. He assisted rookie assisted turnover ratio almost five to one. That's ridiculous. For a rookie. Right. For anybody, but especially for a rookie to have almost a five to one assistant turnover ratio. That's crazy. Yeah. But that, that tells you the team, the team trusts him. Uh is Luke Walton still coaching over there? Or, we, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So I mean Luke Luke trusts him. Play hard. Luke Luke trusts him. So roll the ball out there and just sometimes you just gotta let, let boys go hoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's definitely what he's what he's doing there. And then uh so six man of the year. I couldn't really think of nothing, uh, nobody else, but I ha- I have seen what uh, Jordan Clark is doing. It's not going unnoticed. He has mm-hmm. a lot to do with Utah's success, uh, especially, you know, coming off the bench, keeping the score and scoring punch going. So uh, Jordan Clark would be my sixth man of the year at the moment. Yeah, that, yeah, that's who I went with because they rely on his scoring off that bench a whole lot, and he comes in, he gets his, he getting them shots up, and he's been making a whole lot of them. Whole lot yeah. of big time shots for him. Too. Jordan, um, Jordan Clark reminds me a lot of Ron. He puts the ball between his legs two times and he's, he's not passing. Oh, it's, it. <laughs> it's, going, it's going up. That's all you need to know. Jordan Clark said he got a little room. It's it's going to go up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he been he's been he's been balling this year. I give it I give it to him as a six man of the year. Most improved. Oh man, the the biggest like the guy who people finally get to see him because he's not stuck in the Midwest. Christian Wood from your Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah. He is, his game, I didn't know his game was that smooth. I know he was like that. Man, he put it on the floor. That jump shot is nice. He got a good, very good touch around that rim. Mm-hmm. I, he, good, good defender. You know, not the greatest, but he's he's a good defender. Serviceable. He, yeah, and he causes a whole bunch of matchup problems. Because he can bring that because at his size was 6'10, 6'11, he can put it on the floor from he can take it off the rim and go coast to coast. 
Mm-hmm. I, I watched one game, I believe that was last, it had to be last week. I can't remember who it was, but man, he was just, the finishes he was doing around the rim with both hands, like in transition, Euro stepping and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this guy is on a, just, just another level. And I think he's averaging, he's averaging, I think, 20 and 10 this year. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah. he's, he should definitely be an all star. Um, I'm because I was looking, I was like, if AD makes it, he gotta make it, yeah, because yeah. they're because his, his numbers are better across the board than AD. But I've also seen him play better basketball than I've seen, honestly, I've seen Anthony Davis play this year because I've seen him play better, he's not playing up to what he plays, and um. Christian Wood is just taking this game up a whole nother level. And I wish the Rock, I wish Harden would have stayed. Yeah. I wish Harden would have stayed so we can really see uh the what kind of see them in the playoffs. A team with him, with Harden, uh, Wall, and and Wood. Wood. And still Eric Gordon's still coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Right. And Boogie's still there trying to, you know, trying to trying to hang on and- in the league. Because he's he's looking better and better. I haven't I haven't had a chance to really watch the Rockets the last week or so. Pardon me. I haven't had a chance to watch the Rockets so have over the past week. But he because been, he's getting he it together, been, he's getting it together. Yeah, you can see he's, his, been, he's he's coming. He'll one game he'll be down here, another game, but then the next game he'll show you he'll get that seventeen and ten. He's like, okay, maybe you know, maybe <laughs> this this is gonna. Stay over there, but if he could stay around there, you know, at fifteen and eight, I'm pretty they'll be happy with that. And and he gonna get paid again because uh, this year he's on a one, uh, one one season contract for this year. And so uh, I'm not mad at the Christian Wood Woods Wood pick. Is it Wood Christian Woods? I'm not sure. Just you know, no, Wood, Chris Christian Wood. You know, black people always had to ask. So uh, I'm not mad at Christian Wood, but uh, my improved player of the year, I'm going with Swiper the Fox. Um, for a couple reasons. One, Swiper fucked around and got taller. And now that he can see, actually see over the floor, Swiper, he's made, it's it's a big difference. Uh, just kind of looking at his numbers here. Um, at the moment, he's averaging 24. He's at averaging, well, 23.4 points a game um, on his three-point shot. He's never just been a shooter, but he's, last year, it was 29%. He's up to 36% this year. Mm. Um, his rebounds, he's looking at about three rebounds a game, seven assists this year. Uh, turnovers, he's right at three. Uh, but Swiper's play has definitely made a difference in the in the Kings this year, and uh, he's definitely on pace. And a uh, little known fact, I just found this out: Swiper is from Louisiana. Uh, really, from Louisiana and moved, moved to Houston. Uh, he's from New Orleans, but moved to Houston sometime I think post Katrina. So oh, that's I think that I do remember hearing that. So uh that's that's another little fact that I just I just found that out about Swiper. But over over Swiper's last few games, um the ninth he had, yeah, yesterday against Philly, he had 34. Uh against the Clippers, he had 36. The Nuggets, he had 24. The Celtics, he had 26. Uh New Orleans, he had 38. And against Miami, he had 30. So he's on a bit of a tear right now. And so at the moment here, uh, Swiper would be my most improved. And uh, the Kings, they are currently sitting at, uh, as far as, like, standings are concerned, the Kings are, um, they're sitting at number nine, right there behind yeah, the Warriors. So Where are the the Rockets? Are they in 10? The Rockets then slid down to 12. They're behind Memphis. 
Well, oh yeah, Woods been hurt the last few. Yeah, years. he had a nasty ankle injury. Like that was, I that hurt seeing that. He yeah. tweaked it. So, uh, but yeah, Swiper would be my uh, my most improved uh, at at this moment. And um, I to believe believe it or not, I think as you know, Christian Wood and Swiper the Fox, you know, those are our picks. But I think Joker got better. I really think Joker got better. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's crazy. This is crazy to say, but yeah, I think he did get get better. But I don't want to give him his flowers just yet. But one thing I can Here say about the Nuggets is he's taken over that load because if you, in the bubble, it was more of the Murray show. Yeah, but outside of the bubble, Joker is, you know, he's definitely like improved. You know what I mean? And, and I'm seeing a difference. So uh, that would be my. Uh, most improved there would be Swiper the Fox and MVP. How can you not go LeBron James? How can you not? You know what I mean? Like 30, 36, uh, what is this, year 17, year 18? Year 25, 30, some one of them years. And it's like the older he gets, the better his passing is getting. Like, I don't, I don't know how LeBron could get any better, but he's still – getting better <laughs> getting better here whether it's like clutch moments clutch shots clutch decisions um making sure guys are in the right place but braun he's just getting better uh who you got for mvp uh, i think we are on the same page because <laughs> the lebron james i'm watching this year he's He's still like it's that control he has over the game that don't it don't it doesn't make sense to me like how somebody just can how can one person can control the flow of the game do we want to push do we want to play slow uh the the position by position the IQ the the um positioning of getting people in positions for shots and stuff like that that's crazy but also the fact that he is attempting more threes and making thirty nine point is making it 39.8% of them. And in year, what year? Well, let's see. So he's 36. He started in 19. So year 7, 18, for him to become an almost 40% three-point shooter after a 35% season last year and still shooting and shooting better from the field on less shots, shots. and averaging more points, like, well, come well, on. Yes, well. And with especially, and then also gave it to him because AD because of like I said the AD thing he it's kind of like you know he just kind of coasting and he's not even playing some game. Bron playing in every game and Thanks. still give you that same. I'm out here twenty six eight and eight. You can eight eight. Give, write it down every year twenty six <laughs> eight and eight. You can write that down. That's what I'm gonna have. That's what I'm gonna average. So I'm on the floor. This is what I'm giving you, and at least. So I gave it to LeBron, but I did have a close second to MB because I saw what he did early in the season and some of the games. Like he's been dominant. Yeah, he's, he, been, he's been that center that you've been like, okay, this is the best center and best. Well, but apart from yeah. Jokic, yeah. But this is the best center in the East, hands down. Like he's the he's him and Giannis are the most. Well, he's the him and Giannis are probably the two most unguardable players over there as far as you know size wise and stuff around that rim but he's putting it together from the inside outside he's shooting less threes I think I feel like he's shooting less threes because I've been watching him and I haven't been uh, seeing him him step out as much but he's been dominant around that rim so he came in a a very close second 
and then uh and then Jokic for third because he is like you said he went up another level. He's averaging twenty. He's averaging twenty-five, eleven, and eight assists for a center. It's a bad man. It's a bad like, man. Yeah, I'm like that. That don't even. I couldn't even compute that for somebody like for a center to be doing all that. I mean, last time you had to look at somebody like dang Bill Walton or Kareem to average them type of numbers, you know. And he's and the thing I like about Joker too is he doesn't let anybody speed him up. Like he's playing. He definitely plays at his pace. I've seen. Yeah guards try and like corral and harass him doesn't phase him i've seen you know threes and fours try and corral and harass him can't do nothing with him and some centers they just not as skilled as he is the thing that sets joker apart too is his passing and his footwork immaculate immaculate like best footwork in the league yeah by far by far and then uh coach of the year I'm uh I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with Doc Rivers here, but uh my close second would be uh, uh Snyder in Utah, but uh I would consider Utah's success more to Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. uh over over Snyder, but I would I would give it to Doc Rivers because I'm seeing uh Philly's offense looks totally different from what it was last year. Philly's offense looks different. Tobias Harris looks totally different and. I was one of those people that was uh I'm not sold. I wasn't sold this year, however. I see I see something totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like he puts the ball on the floor and he just goes now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Instead of like trying to break boys off like he's James James Harden or something. But uh I'm rolling with Doc Rivers. And another thing about the Sixers that I saw, I saw the stat last night. Seth Curry is on pace to be the first 50-50-100 guy ever. What? Yeah, uh, 50% from the field, 50% from three, 100% from free throws. So. He's, he's, he's not staying 100%. Because <laughs> oh. I think he's only because he's going to get fouled too much to stay at 100%. Right. So Philly's offense to- looks totally different. Um, I, you know, and accountability. Wow. You see it. <laughs> you see that, right? He's shooting five threes a game. Well, he's getting over. He's getting over. And I I think a lot of that success, too, it comes from, you know, Embiid, he's getting double teamed. And, you know, Embiid mm-hmm. just sees right over that. And he, I think instead of throwing it or passing it to guys, I think Doc has changed to where where he passes it. Like, he's hitting guys in the pocket. Like, you know, you know what I mean whenever I say, like, hit it like pass it to him in the pocket like yeah like instead of like side catch side catch up catch like you you hit your you hit your partner in the pocket he ready mm-hmm. he ready to shoot and so right yeah that would be my coach dear who you who you rolling with once again we agree doc. only because doc has changed the whole dynamic of that team of that team like he finally he got some discipline in them but also they made some they did make good roster moves too to help with that um to help with that change. But like you still gotta put in the system. If you don't have the system, then the players are just out there, you know, running like some chickens with their heads cut off, like they weren't been the last five, four or five years they was with Brent with Brent Brown. So yeah, I give it to Doc because I think it's gonna be them. I it gotta be it's between three teams in the East to me that's gonna be in that West that's gonna make it to the finals. It's 
Boston, uh, like you said, uh, who we said? Boston, the Brooklyn, Nets, Boston, Brooklyn, and Philly. It's gonna be out of one, one of them three. And I, if Philly wins, if Philly won it all, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised just because of the depth and the how they play. And like, and when you brought up Tobias Harris, how he plays amazing on the dot because it's like Doc knows. It's like Doc knows. Yeah, it's like Doc knows exactly where to put him, and he he's just so comfortable in that system. Um, yeah, Doc will be the number one, and then uh, with Utah. I accredited them. I accredited to them being healthy too. Yeah. Mike Conley. Mike Conley started off the season healthy and he had a, a, a off season with him. Um, and also Bogdanovich playing that stretch. They got they got a real stretch four. He's like six nine, so he can really stretch that stretch that floor where they had a spacing for Mitchell and Clarkson and you know um, boys buckets. Yeah, to get to that rim. So and that's and that's and. They have Gobert down there to, you know, dunk, dunk the ball in. So he'd be open on them lives and them pick and rolls. So I credit that to the team being healthy more than Quinn Snyder's coaching. So we agree on that one too. Yeah. And then that brings us to uh, trade scenarios. But first, before we get into trade scenarios, let's just go ahead and uh, let's, let's discuss the big fish. Bradley Bill don't want to be traded, bro. Like, What's what's wrong with that man? <laughs> like, like, what's wrong with that man? Like, is that, is that what he's? Is that what he said? He said he wants to stay, and he said he wants to be a wizard. But you know, that's kind of like the regular PR statement that they always say. I think he. I feel like he's he's saying that. So feel because he don't. He wants them to get good value for what he's gone. I think that's why I think he's saying it because he's like, look, I don't want to leave y'all high and dry. I, y'all gave me this big, y'all gave me this huge contract. I did, you know, I like playing here, but y'all see what's going on. I want to go, but I'm going to make it to where, like, when I leave, y'all still not in this position. Y'all not, hopefully y'all still not in this position where y'all at the bottom of the barrel, you know, trying to scrape a team together. So yeah. I think he's saying that for them. And um, I think this would be the perfect time for him to end up in Miami. Agreed. Pat Riley, make that call. He got to. Miami is struggling. You got assets. You got you got assets. You can use Jimmy. I would I wouldn't trade. The only person I wouldn't trade is Bam. And I would try to hold on to Robinson as much as I can because they're shooting. But anybody else probably can anybody else can go tyler yeah. hero y'all want him he gone kendrick Nunn, he gone Follow. y'all need jimmy he gone too y'all want yep. some picks all right cool but bam you trade tra- jb if i if it if if he was the last piece for me to have to trade i'm trading only because i think his body is start his body is start, going to start going down bradley bill is what 26 i he, believe he, he about he about our age he about our age about 27 so 28 yeah i think I think he's younger than that. I think he's 26. Whatever it is, he's young. He's way younger. He's younger than Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And he got way less miles than Jimmy Butler. So I would make that trade because I'm if I'm Miami, y'all not going nowhere. Last year y'all struck lightning in the bottle and got to the finals. And yeah. now this year you see, yeah, y'all had some nick and some injuries, but like y'all, y'all team is really not that good and that uh prepared to make a move, to make big moves like that. Mm-hmm. as far as getting up in the seasons and stuff like that. So I'm like, y'all need to just go ahead and start over, try to start younger. If y'all can keep, like, the young hero and bam, 
y'all can and put him with Jimmy. I mean, put him with uh Bill. That's cool. But like, I think Bradley Bill is a player where I can I can trade somebody like Hero and not think twice about it and not miss it. Yeah, because he's I'm not. You just can't. You don't just find people averaging thirty on the street. And Tyler Hero and Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, like they're good, but they're never gonna average. 30. They're never gonna average thirty points a game. Yeah, they're not. You know, yeah, they're not walking thirty pieces. That's for sure. Right. And especially if you got Bam already down there, down low, you like you can use Bill and his game. Might they might unlock something in this game that that um know. Washington couldn't unlock because of the limits they they had and the coaching that they had. So I he got to get to Miami, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the Wizards eventually blow it up one way or another. I think they get rid of Russ. I think they get rid of uh Brad. Hopefully Brad ends up in South Beach. I would love to see South Beach Brad give boys buckets. Like, I would love to see that. I think that's just the perfect place for Brad. Right. Even um, even if Miami doesn't call, go, come calling, I think, well, I would have to really kind of see, like, the magic a bit more. But the magic, and, you know, the magic, they were one of my sleepers, you know what I'm saying, to, to start this season. And I think that if they could have kept Markel Fultz, and I know he – uh, he got hurt uh, oh, right after. Yeah. yeah, but I think you put Fultz, Beal, um, and Big Boo, Big Big Boo. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you if, if somehow you can keep Aaron Gordon and shit, even if not, peace, Aaron Gordon. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'll I'll trade you in a minute for for uh, for Brad. Right. So I think um, I think that it I think that would be a good good match too. So I think if either one of the Florida teams, I think uh, Brad Brad would do really really well with, but. Preferably Miami. All right. So um, other trade scenarios, as as discussed, um, um, I'm just going to throw out some names. And well, well, first, what do you have for trade scenarios? And because then me, I'm just going to throw out some names, and I and I and I tell you where I think that they. Um, I just got a couple teams that could make that need to make a trade for like a certain for certain positions, and then I also I, I had another Bradley Bill uh trade too. Which guy? Trade them straight. If you want, if you are Washington, trade him. Try to trade him straight up for Michael Porter Jr. I like that. <laughs> I like that one. Because like Denver, you'll be getting somebody established, somebody who ain't gonna be trying to jack up the shot, jack up shots, bad shots at sometimes, and for uh. Washington, you got a you got a young player who's one day going to average close to twenty five to can average close to twenty five to thirty points a game, and yeah. who has that type of skill and type of mentality to to score. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how his game is going to ultimately end up, but I I like Michael Porter. I like I like his game. I, I think like he could be. I think he could be one of your two best players if you're going to if you honestly want to go to the championship if you're looking down the line. So yeah. I say. I would just try to st- if I want to get rid of Bradley Bill, I gotta start over with another, at least a young, some young talent, and I yeah. think that's probably the best one that they could get. Uh, that's probably the best one that they could get, and that's the probably the team that might be like, you know what, we got Joker and we got Murray. We add this guy, we could, we could probably be in, a, we should be in the uh, top two, top right. We can be in the NBA Finals within the next two years. Yeah. So I agree. That's, so that's my that's my first one. So I think um 
and I did see a few things floating around. First of all, free Kevin Love. Um, because Kevin Love, he's just been stuck there since I don't know, 2016, ever since Braun left, and you know what I mean? Like getting, getting compensated well though. Yeah, he is getting he getting his money. Get your money, Playboy. I ain't mad at you. You know what I'm saying? But right. I think Kevin Love, he could still be <laughs> I think he could move into that Mark Gasol role for uh for a potential contender. Um I think I think even if you move Kevin Love somewhere like uh like Boston. I think he oh. would be able to to fit in really well, and he would be able to. One, we know Kevin Love dishes the rock like he wanted him, yeah. and and he's he's a smart player too. So I think if you move Kevin Love over over to Boston, I think that kind of elevates Boston a bit more, and that increases their chances of. Uh, I think, I think that that puts them in a better competition with Philly. Uh, you know, I think that really makes that a, a tighter race for the for the number two. Um, I did see that the Raptors, they're considering trading Kyle Lowry. Um, and even today, even deeper, even deeper, you know, you peek back the curtain, uh, Kyle Lowry put his house up on the market today in Toronto. So, uh, so that's something, uh, to kind of monitor too. And personally speaking from a, from a Bulls fan standpoint, we can either, and I'm okay with the Kobe White experiment. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm let's, let's let it roll. But I think that we need to go ahead and get a get a solid four. And I think we go ahead and swap out Lori Marketing, get rid of this dude. I'm sick of seeing him. I wouldn't be mad if we if we did like Lori Marketing a couple picks and if we brought uh, Blake Griffin over to Chicago. I wouldn't be mad. Hmm. I, I would not be mad at it. Uh, just to kind of test it out because, I mean, hey, what I mean, what else? Plus, we just saw Derrick Rose went back to the Knicks. Which is crazy, like, right? Like, I would have never I didn't seen think, that. I didn't think there, like, I didn't think there was a market for Derrick Rose. Like, who, who's still checking for? Him? Right. <laughs> obviously, Tib, obviously, Tibbs is. Yeah, and Tibbs ran him in the ground. Thanks, Tibbs. He about to run him some more into the ground. Yeah, now that he's healthy. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, y'all can. I mean, y'all might as well get Blake. I mean, roll the dice. Right, like, what's the worst that can happen, y'all? Still not make playoffs? Exactly, like that's that's why I'm, you know, what I'm saying. So you put Zach, Blake, Kobe, um, the Otto. window, yeah, Otto, and and you know what? I have like really bad flashbacks about that draft. We took our number three position would be solidified, like our small four would be solidified if we would have took Miles Bridges instead of Wendell Carter in that draft. Like we would be in a much better place, but old management, guard packs, get out of here, and here we are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so. But I like I like Wendell. Maybe I th- I think I think once he gets to another, I think he's gonna end up getting traded one day. Another but team. I, so I think once he gets to another team, I think y'all like you will see like oh, it this was, is what he could do. Yeah, I was, it it was them. It wasn't him. It was them. It's always us. <laughs> it's always us. Like we're always like tormented. Like I, I'll never understand it, but. Anyway, what what else you got on, on your uh, trade scenario? What else you got on your books? You say what other ones I have? Yeah, yeah. What what other what other uh, trade scenarios do you have on your books? You you definitely read my stuff because I got Boston. I said they needed a power forward bad, and Kevin Love was perfect for that. He would be perfect. I I didn't even think about him, but he's perfect for what they need because Tice is trying to do what Kevin Love does, but Tice ain't Kevin Love. He can't shoot like that. He tries, but he he's a, he's really a center. 
And they got him, they playing him and Tristan together. And that's kind of, it's weird because I'm like, I know Ty is trying to shoot. He's not, you know, he's not a real shooter. So that would be perfect. Kevin Love, if Kevin Love can end up there, I think that would, that's definitely what they need is a power forward. Then also I have Dallas needs some help. They need somebody on the wing. They need somebody on the wing. They need a small, they need a, a small forward or a stretch forward that's like, can do something with the ball because Luca and Luca and Porzingis they can only do so much. Like you need, like they don't have nobody else to really create any offense except Brunson. He comes and he comes off the bench, right? So they need somebody from that wing to do something because Josh, because Richardson and Finney Smith they they got they got ceilings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I still and I still don't know what Tim Hardaway Jr. does. Like he still, gets up shots. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I don't see him put it on like he can be a creator yeah at that three slash four position that can like make some make some plays make some plays and take all that pressure off Luca and uh Porzingis to pretty much uh do everything and start everything on offense because Fendi's yeah, because Finney Smith and what's McC- Finney Smith, he's not a he's really not a starting small forward in the league. He's just the best that they have to offer. So I think they need to upgrade that position if they ever if they're trying to be serious about you know getting deep into the playoffs. Championship contender. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, then one last piece that I did notice too that uh, Lonzo Lonzo's name has been in, in a lot of like trade rumors and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. as of late, Lonzo been. Lonzo been cooking, you know what I'm saying? He's had, I think Lonzo has had, a, I think, well, let me not say cooking, boys. Now, he's not averaging like 30 or nothing like that, but he's uh his overall play is just starting to kind of like form and mold. And I'm not sure if Stan is just letting him, you know, kind of do his thing or whatever the case may be. But Lonzo, he's getting to the point now where he's averaging 18 plus. And, you know what I'm saying, his turnovers are down, his – uh. Uh, and I've I've heard that his three that his jumper has gotten a lot better, especially from three. And I did notice that his uh form, his jumper form, it looks totally different. So I think Lonzo could be serviceable. I think Lonzo could be serviceable somewhere like uh, ah. I wouldn't even be mad if if uh San Antonio picked him up, but I know he's not like a, a, a potential space for San Antonio, but San Antonio would be a, would be a good spot for him. But the Pelicans overall, I think, uh, I know Zion, he's starting to figure it out too. I think they said he's the fastest of, uh, he's the fastest of some. The other night they had, uh, his stats put up to, uh, AD stats like sophomore year, but Zion's sophomore rookie year wasn't really a full rookie year because he started off with an injury. Then he started playing. Then he had COVID, the well, COVID issues, and then they never did. Go, they didn't make the uh, bubble playoffs. They were just in the, like the play playing games, but they got smoked by the Kings. So it is what it is with that. I can hear you. All right, and so we were, uh, yeah, we were in, in reference there. We were talking about uh, Lonzo, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, Lonzo, I was thinking about it. The team, I think he could make a real good impact on his Phoenix. 
coming off that bench and running that second unit because I don't think they really have a backup point guard after Chris Paul. I think he'll be a good person to come in, give you some energy off the bench, keep push the you know push the tempo, keep it up. Yeah. So I think so. so I too. like I would like him to be. Uh, I like I like Phoenix to try to make a little move for him. That's a good fit. I like that. I'll, I definitely I can't see Lonzo in in the Suns uniform. You know what I'm saying? Running running the rock with uh with Book and the rest of the squad out there. So I do like that. You know, and so. Then uh, we did mention Dallas here uh, a couple moments ago. And so uh, would, do you think that Dallas's struggles, is it more so of a team thing or do you think it's more so of a Luka thing? I think – I honestly think it's more of a team thing because the team constructed around him really isn't as that – isn't that good to support what he does or, you know, what he would need for as far as the – to get them to like the next level or deep in the playoffs. But also he is the way that their system is set up. He has to do a lot. Yeah. Like they're trying to use them pretty much like Harden. I don't know why, like, cause Harden is just a unique individual. Like Luca has certain, has skills, like a mix of like a him and kind of a LeBron mix, but I think they need to try to play more traditional style basketball of what he usually played played overseas instead of just trying to pretty much make him this new type of point guard where who just dominates the ball majority of the time and try to make everything happen. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's just a – it's a team building flaw because the team isn't that good, but also a coaching strategy flaw that Rick Carlisle is – allowing his allowing his player to get worn out like that or not maximizing his player's ability just because he's trying to let him do what he lets he sees somebody else doing yeah and i think so too and we spoke about that during the uh during the bubble stretch that luca holds on to the ball so much to the point where it's kind of hard for him to even i'm not sure if he doesn't trust his guys or what, but Luca holds on to the ball a lot and he, he kind of gets himself in those in those bad situations, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be turnovers, bad shots at the end of the shot clock, uh, or even just not getting up an overall good shot overall. Um, or just not having a good possession. So I think that's uh that's something that they need to address. And I think if they make a trade or something like that, they'll be able to kind of uh get back in the mix and get back to where they were. Uh, you know, during the bubble, plus uh, the unicorn coming back and he's working himself back into game shape, that'll help too. Right. But you need another piece, you need other pieces for show. And so, my thing is, uh, I brought up Kimball Walker and Terry Rogier, right? I don't understand what the issue is. Terry Rozier, this is his first year in Charlotte. Second. Second year in Charlotte. Yeah. Terry's coming off of that year in Boston in, in the Celtic system. Granted, better pieces. So you may have easier shots. But you swap out Terry Rozier for Kimba Walker, and now Kimba is struggling. Do you think it's just not a good fit for Kimba because, you know, he's having to play third fiddle? Or do you think that it's maybe it's just time for Kemba to move on? Like, what what you think? Um, 
I watched one game last week where Kimber played good, but I also watched another, another one uh, a few weeks ago where he's like struggled, like how you say struggle real bad. He's only averaging like fourteen. Yeah. So he's pretty much the third fiddle, but yeah, it's hard for him fitting. It's, I guess it's hard for him fitting in as this like third option because he's so used to he's you he was used to being a number one and like last what was that last year was his first year yep so he's like a kind of like a quasi two right behind tatum because like it was between him and brown on who really was getting like the second most shots and but now we see that it's definitely brown who's the better player so um yeah he's been it's it's hard because he's not he's one of those combo guards really He's just mm-hmm. small. He's just having to be small. So he's more of like a two playing the one around guys who can really score. So he's trying to have – he's having a hard time trying to fit in. Yeah. And then he's always – and you know he's always had like Nicky neck injuries. So this, they would do – they probably would be better with a player who's more pass first. Because like when that – because no line, when they play Peyton Pritchard, they are better. They're a better team. Better team. He's a he's a better he's a pass first point guard, and he can he can knock down his shots, and he can also create stuff. So when they play that little guy, they 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 are really that's a lineup they they'll close out with. They'll have him out there too, closing along with you know they'll play small along with Kimba and uh they'll Kimba and Peyton in the backcourt. But if they just if I wouldn't be surprised if they Next year, if they either just go with Peyton or if they trade Kimba for somebody else, yeah. What do you, Kimba Walker at his best or Trey Young right now? Who are you taking? I am taking undersized guards. I'm taking Kimball because I saw him take a team that ain't. I saw him take a team to the playoffs. Yeah. That like wasn't really a playoff team. <laughs> so I, I'm taking Kimball because I think he's a better. If he's a he, he can be a number one leader. I don't know if Trey is a as good a, as a leader as Kimball. He's probably as a player he can you know he can ball with the best of them. But as a leader of and command of the whole team right. and like. Game situation and game situations, Kimba's gonna do make smarter basketball plays to get you in better positions to win and keep you in games than Trey would. I agree. Yeah, I just I just wanted your opinion on that one because that's uh that's something that I'm I'm kind of saying I'm just seeing Kimba struggle and I wonder if you just kind of did like a swap like if you put uh if you put Kimba on the Hawks like would the Hawks be in a better position? Or- oh, definitely not. Yeah, and so that's that's just something I'm just kind of kind of wondering there because especially you know like you said, Kimba took Michael Kidd Gilchrist to the, to the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like so uh, that's just something that I that I'm seeing. And uh, you did mention earlier that uh, your top three teams in the East it is uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and Boston. Maybe not in that order, but those three for sure. Yeah. So it it definitely sounds like once again we're on the same page. Neither one of us is impressed with, with Milwaukee. Like it's not, not really, no. it's the same thing over and over again. Like mm-hmm. they're just they're good enough to be there, and they just have a MVP on their team. Like when nothing right. more, nothing less. And so, until I see something different from Coach Bud, I think the Bucks will be Eastern Conference Finals 
appearance and then that's where the road ends or then they might get bounced out in the second round because obviously all it takes is wall defense to play or, or to beat Giannis and the Bucks. so Right, I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking at, this, at the at the game right now. They're losing the Phoenix, and I like we said, Giannis at the top of the key. Yeah, Giannis at the top of the key, but you know, hey, we we see things different. But obviously, right, but, you hey. know, we don't, we don't get paid. What, what do we what, what do we know? <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> Coach from the couch, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, and then uh, my a couple of teams there that I'm just um, that uh, are struggling. Uh, we spoke about the Mavs already. Uh, my Bulls are struggling. They're kind of they they're like this, but they're more so on the downside. The Raptors are struggling. I think it's uh, the Raptors are struggling. I just don't. They're currently eleven and thirteen right now. They're holding on to the eighth spot, uh, but they are eleven and thirteen. But I think with that Kyle Lowry move, whatever they do with it, or uh, do with Kyle, uh, I think that tells us where their season is going to go. And shout out to Fred. Shout out to undersized guard getting 50 points in a game you know what i'm saying like 50 legit points in a game hey man that boy that boy hooper yeah man you pay that man you pay that man and, i thought and, they did they, yeah, they did they, yeah, yeah they, okay. they, pay, they paid they him. had to they paid him and now you know what I'm saying cash money fred showing them dividends right and so uh and then um i think the, the pelicans as a blade here let me just check out what they got going on I think the Pelicans, they are, they've currently won four straight. They're 11 and 12. They're currently sitting at the uh, 10 spot right now. Uh, a lot of season left to go, uh, but they currently are in the 10th spot. And so as of late, they're kind of turning it around. And, and I, I contribute that to Lonzo, to Lonzo playing better uh, in these last few games of a stretch. And uh, a team I'm disappointed in, but I am seeing flashes of a uh, young Anthony is the Wolves, but the Wolves, they play in a lot of their games without Cat. Uh, prayers for Cat because he's gone through the most, not the lesser, uh, with the COVID and losing people and uh, just overall. And then Cat being uh, hurt. And I, I think Cat's uh, first game back is tonight. And I think they are playing uh, – let me just see here. Let me check in and see who the Wolves are playing. The Wolves are – yeah, the Wolves played the – Clippers tonight and Cat had let's see here drum roll please uh, yeah it's not it's not bringing up the numbers here but uh, I think Cat's first game was back tonight uh, a lot of scary nights it's a quote from Cat he said Cat had a lot of scary nights post COVID nineteen diagnosis as he did lose uh, a few family members there so um. Yeah, it's just good good to hear and see Cat back on the floor because he is special. Um, Cat, D'Lo, uh, well, I call him D'Lo, uh, and then uh, Ant. And I think Anthony is special. I think he may be playing out of position right now, uh, but that's that's something that, you know, as you get your full unit together, especially you get your big piece and your star player, franchise player, and Cat back, it kind of puts things back in perspective. So, Oh, uh, you think the wolf? You think the wolves got a shot to make a run? What to the West? Where in in the playoffs? Just to get in the playoffs? Let me let me say it like that. Oh no, they don't play defense. Yeah, they play zero defense. <laughs> so I don't think they they ain't gonna get that. But uh, I like I do like they I like the talent, especially on paper. Like their young their young core with uh you know Russell Beasley, uh Edwards and uh 
cat, but um, like like you said, like I said, they don't play. They don't play defense. Yeah, and it's gonna be hard for them to get over that hump. And they also need like a better identity, offensive identity. Because I don't know, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they want to do, and I don't know what they do well. Yeah, me I just know cats. I just know cat is a monster, and I know Anthony can get his shot off over anybody. Anybody. <laughs> he he. Anthony looks. He definitely. And you know they had those questions about that about him like pre draft like. Oh, is he really going to commit to basketball? And does he really care because he's a big football fan? Like, as if football players aren't fans of basketball players and basketball players aren't fans of football. Like, like, right. come on, like it's just gas. You know what I'm saying? They they have to have a storyline somewhere. But uh, but uh, just kind of circling back to Cat. Cat had 18 and 10 tonight. 18 and 10 tonight on uh, eight of 15 shots, uh, two for seven from three. Uh, young Anthony had 11 points. Beasley had 21 points. So uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of where they are right now. Where's the Where's uh, Russ? Did he just not play? I'm not seeing him on here. So he must have not played uh, tonight. He must be hurt or something. But um, and then that that kind of brings me to like the back end here. Um, <sighs> in clutch moments of the season here, clutch moments today, current player, active players. Who do you trust with the last shot? Five seconds to go. The last shot, five seconds, one person I am taking. I'm taking Durant. I'm taking Dame. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> I've seen it too many times. I've seen it way too many times. I'm rolling with Dame. <laughs> that's that's my that's my guy. But I, it, Durant has a better chance of getting that shot off. But for me, yeah. that's why that's the only reason why I take because he has a better chance of getting it off. Yeah, you double you double team Dame. It makes it a bit more difficult. But you double team uh, easy money. It's easy money. Or you put a t- t- you even put a taller guy on him. He can go around him. Or he can he can go around him. Yeah. Dame, you put a taller guy on. Him, he's gonna he's gonna have to try to you know force it, force that shot up. So I I'm taking so I'm taking Durant, but Dame probably would be my second. And ooh, I don't even know if I would have third. It would be that'll be uh, debatable between like you uh, uh a probably Kyrie. I would say probably yeah, probably Kyrie. I don't know. I think second. I mean, well, third. I would. I'm I'm really split here between Braun and Steph. I'm really split between those two. Like, I know I know Braun would make the best decision, but Braun yeah. to actually shoot that thing, I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually, yeah, that's my boy, but I ain't trusting that jump shot. Yeah, like, Bron will make the best decision, but actually, let that thing rip. I don't know. I think I'm, I might roll with Steph on that one. I might put Steph four, then maybe uh, I'm gonna I'm a go, I'm gonna go, uh, I'll go Kyrie five. I'll go Kyrie five because I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I think you Donovan know. might get in my top five. I think Mitchell might get in my top five. I wouldn't be mad at, at at Mitch cracking that because he definitely is one of those players that just uh, it's no quitting that dude, bro. Like right. it's no quitting that dude at all. Like you think you stepped on the Jazz and here they come again and he leading the charge. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 
I think a lot of uh, Donovan's, uh, well, Spider's uh, fuel and motivation for this year comes from those comments Shaq had. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shaq was saying that he doesn't think that Mitchell is one of those one of those dudes. He was since, like, okay. Ever since then, it's been uh, it's been bad news. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Utah is up there at the top. And uh, so just kind of circling back. And then one last thing there, then we'll get into some standards and then we'll, then we'll wrap it up. Is um, have you had a chance to watch any uh Warrior games this year? I watched a lot. I probably watched them. I've watched them more than anybody else. Same. And so, so some nights you do see it where uh Wiggins' jumper is actually going, and he's on mm-hmm. both sides of the floor doing his thing. Yeah. Then you see some nights where Wiggins don't have it, and Ubre Kelly Ubre got it going got it going on one way or another. Now I, I trust Kelly Uber's defense. He's made, he's not as consistent offensively, but whenever you sit there and clay comes back next year, what do you do with Wiggins or Uber? Do you get rid of Uber or do you get rid of Wiggins or do you keep both? Sure. It depends. It depends. On, it depends on your money. I mean, I guess you, I guess you can afford to, unless they had a, I don't know if they had a certain clause or a certain thing that they exercised because Clay got hurt for them to get Ubre. But if you got the money, you you keep both of them because Ubre is his because the talent is there. Yeah. So you keep him for the prospects of what if because some nights you see it. The other night I think he had thirty one night thirty something yeah, and like yeah, three quarters. Forty. Yeah, forty against the Mavs. I think last week or the week before. Yeah, and he had, yeah that was the game. He had thirty because he had thirty in the third. By the third uh, end of the third, so I was like, and I knew, and last year he played real good for Phoenix. I don't know why they let him go. Well, he got hurt, but I don't know why they didn't resign him. Right. Um. So I think. So I think that. Uh. I think if you can, you keep you keep both of them because Wiggins is he's still young too, and he's a he's a talent as well. And you combine that those two their athleticism with the shooting, you know, obviously a Stephen Clay. And that just makes a, a better element because, like, that'll help them because Golden State wants to run. Yeah. That's what they ultimately want, ultimately want to do. And they got that. And with all them, they got the athletes. Because you put a, a five out – well, you put a you, – you probably move, have to move Ubre to the bench, which is – he'd probably be fine with it because that's what they've already exercised with him um, there this season because of his struggles that he's had. So, I mean, you put a five out there with, you know, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Dre, and uh, Wiseman, and then you bring a player like Uber off the bench who could ever do a good 17, 18, 17, 18 points. Like, you got you got some firepower there. Yeah. And that's what you – and, you know, that's what you need in the West, especially. Definitely. A whole Definitely. bunch of different scoring options. Definitely. And then especially with uh... – if you kind of look at the, the Warriors team there, and I'm thinking about this off the top of my head, you got a uh, they they still look good. They still look like a like one of those scary teams, just kind of going forward. Wiseman at the five, uh, coming off the bench, you got Looney, you got Draymond at the four, coming off the bench, you got Pascal, which Pascal and Wiseman are both learning from Draymond at the same time, especially on the defensive side. Oh, I forgot I forgot about Pascal. I like him a lot. Yeah, and then might, you know. They might end up getting rid of Draymond and just to save some money, <laughs> right? To, put, to get them a backup point guard, 
but yeah, because Pascal, he 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 can he a hooper. Yeah, he's pretty much Draymond two part two point Right. Um, maybe you know less attitude. Um, but I mean, shit, you you could you need that on defense, especially on defense. Right. You know I mean, and so um, then you know your your three situation, whether if you stick with Wiggins or you go with uh Oubre, uh either one, either way you go, and then uh Clay at the two. I don't know who they have as a two number two coming off the bench, but um, they'll find somebody to plug plug in and play. Maybe. Oh, uh, I mean they got don't they got uh, Lee? They got Damian Lee. Damian Lee. Uh, there you go. Yeah, That's the brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, brother-in-law. <laughs> you gonna stay on the roster long as Steph did. <laughs> and then of course you got Steph, and then uh, you got either Lee. Lee can play the one or the two coming off the bench. So. And I'm pretty sure they have a they have another uh they have another body somewhere. So I think uh the Warriors will be all right going going forward. So um it's just kind of interesting to see what they'll do. And I'm really surprised at how how well Wiseman has played, uh like this, like how good he's played this early in his career. Mm-hmm. Of course, playing along alongside Steph, where you know, as soon as he crosses midcourt, all eyes are on him, you know what I'm saying, one way or another. Right. And so uh uh, you, then just uh, on the back end of this here, uh, we just got the standings, kind of updated standings. You want to take the uh, Eastern Conference, or you want to take the West? Uh, we can do the East. All right, and uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, cover the East. Go ahead. So you said the Eastern Conference standings. Yeah. So what you want to know about it? Uh, just kind of give it just like the, the breakdown of the uh, Eastern Conference. So uh, we'll be looking at looking like right now. So, all right. First, so let's see. Philly's number one. Milwaukee's number two. Brooklyn's number three. Four, we got Boston. Five is Toronto. Mm. Six is Indiana. Seven, Charlotte. And eight, Atlanta with the Knicks two games behind them. <laughs> The New York Knicks still trash. <laughs> hey, they uh, only two games out. They only two games out. They can make the playoffs. Julius Randle been balling. Yeah, Julius has been playing well. And one thing I did notice too is that Alfred, uh, Alfred Payton switched hands. Uh, yeah, he switched. Alfred, you know, Alfred went to UL. Yeah, and uh, you, Alfred is really left-handed. But if you really? if you if you tap in if you watch the Knicks game, he's shooting right-handed now free throws, jump shots. He's shooting everything with his right hand now. And that's something that I noticed. I was like, damn, I was like, dog, I know Elford. I know Elford is left-handed. Like, I know I've seen Elford play. Like, in person, I played against Elford. Like, but now he's shooting with his right hand. And I that may kind of do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Trist- I feel like he always shot with right hand. I must have seen Tristan do it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and try it. Let me try it out. So, uh, so that that may be some something to do with it too, and because I know a lot of uh, uh, New Yorkers there, they they weren't too happy about having a point guard that can't shoot. But mm-hmm. uh, but you know he switched hands and it's made a difference. And so as we kind of transition over there into the Western Conference, oh Utah best record best record in the league uh, overall at twenty and five, uh, currently on a five game winning streak. Uh, the Lakers over there as well. Uh, they are 19 and six. They're on a five game winning streak as well. Clippers right behind them at the number three spot. Uh, they've lost two in a row. Uh, the Suns at number four, 14 and nine. Portland, number five, 13 and 10 with no season. 
<laughs> with no CJ. And isn't uh Nurkic, isn't he hurt or something like that? I don't think so. Okay, okay. I, I must be thinking about last year. But anyway, Portland's up there at number five. Definitely impressive. Oh, Collins is still hurt. Like Collins is hurt. That's oh, who it is. Lord. I like him too, but I just Me I too. Stay, stay on the floor. Uh, San Antonio, surprise, surprise, 14 and 11. It's in there at number six. Uh, Denver, 12 and 11. I think we're having a uh, bubble, I'm not going to call it a free fall, but a bubble fall off. We'll call it bubble fall off. <laughs> uh, the Warriors sitting there at number eight, 13 and 12. And uh, the Warriors are only going to get better. You know what I mean? I, I really do believe in their system. I believe in their offense. And the Kings sitting right outside of, sitting right, right outside of the number nine at 12 and 12. And Last but not least, uh, New Orleans sitting at 10 at 11 and 12. Some surprise teams down there at the bottom. Memphis, they've had a lot of games postponed due to COVID. And the Rockets down there at 11 and 13. And I'm surprised at the Rockets, how well that they put it together this fast to have that type of chemistry going on. And shout out to uh, Coach Silas uh, getting an opportunity there and uh, making some things happen in a difficult start due to James Harden's actions. But uh, I, I, li- I like what Houston has going, and I think James will regret it going forward, like you said. Got anything else, Brody? I'm, I'm just looking. I'm so, so surprised by San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, – I don't think they've had many games canceled due to COVID. And as I'm looking at this chart here that I have, and this is a chart that was from uh, – February 2nd, so it's not really the most updated, but San Antonio, they've only had one game postponed due to COVID. Uh, Memphis and the Wizards have had the most games postponed uh, at six six games apiece. Uh, six games apiece. Boston's had three games postponed. Uh, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Portland, SAC, they've all had uh, two games canceled, and pretty much everybody else uh, just one game postponed due to COVID. But, but yeah, uh, San Antonio, I'm really surprised at them. I know uh, somewhere uh, Gabe is celebrating. Uh, and, and ecstatic. Ecstatic. <laughs> you know, I, I know somewhere Gabe is celebrating uh, because, you know, the Spurs are. And I think he wants to keep it on the low. But, you know, Spurs seven, get in there. They're 7-3 to on the road. It's impressive. They're making it happen. I think the Spurs are going to be the first team with the, with the female uh, head coach with uh, Becky. Uh, I forgot her last name, but I believe she's Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond. There you go. If I, Pop hurry up and retires, because I think if he don't hurry up and retire, somebody else might swipe her up. Yeah, she I, gonna yeah because she gonna get a job. I think Indiana was looking at her too. Uh, prior to uh, whoever they their new coach is now, but hmm. yeah, sounds like New Orleans need to take a look at her. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> you know, know. Or maybe, or maybe Rick Carlisle st- steps down and you know, yeah. next year, and maybe the Mavs just have a whole big storyline with the first female coach and Luca. Oh man, they'll be in the news every day, every single day. You big, uh, big money, Mark, Mark Cuban, make a move, Playboy. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's I all know. I am. I'm yeah, bro. Bad yeah, bro. Oh, what you got? Anything? Anything else in your mind here before we wrap it up? Oh, anything kind of sticking out? What was the other thing? No, not 
Not really. Just also surprised by by the Raptors being at fifth. I mean, I know their record's under five hundred, but the fact that they're still hanging on right there with, I feel like Norman Powell was hurt for a while. Siakam wasn't playing up to par, and for them to be hovering, them to be right in the middle of things, uh, I'm 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 surprised. Yeah, and especially you know what I'm saying we're approaching the midpoint of the season here, you know with. Uh, evidently, all star, uh, definitely a, a all star coming up. The guy just got alert. Braun clutched three forces overtime. Lakers head to overtime for the third straight game. Uh, Braun just hit a uh, jumper there. Currently hey. going to overtime against uh, the Thunder right now. So, One of those people in this camp uh, told, was watching and got to him about yeah. what you just said. They were like, hey. <laughs> exactly. Hey, like, hey, we got some, got some naysayers over there. You got to show them. I heard some podcasts that said something. <laughs> yeah, these so. two dudes from Alexandria were <laughs> <laughs> talking crazy about it. So they, had, you know, you know, uh, Bron and team, they have ears everywhere, literally everywhere. So, but yeah, Giannis, no, just, missed the, Giannis just missed the game winning jump shot. But nah, Giannis doing Giannis things, but. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of hate. Maybe I'll be hating on Giannis, but <laughs> oh, man, like, it, it ain't hating. It, it, it ain't hating if it's the truth, is it? Thank you, thank you. That's that. Thank you. I, I can't say it no no better way. But yeah, y'all, this is another episode of the Perspective Podcast. Uh, and so yeah, going forward, we're gonna go ahead and uh, put this episode out pretty soon. And uh, T, you got anything you want to plug? Anything you want to get out there? Just kind of promote. Um. Follow me on social media, Mr. T on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Tevin Hint on Facebook if you want to keep up with me. Uh, and appreciate you for having me again, man. No doubt, man. No doubt. Like I always say, y'all, uh, the hat store remains open tomorrow. We're getting ready to release some brand new face masks. Uh, it's the Valentine's theme. So I got a brand new face masks coming out for, for the ladies, not just for ladies and men. But also, along with these face masks, I'm also giving away uh, one of the black breathable masks as well. So, you know, price price one, you get two masks. So uh, keep in mind, the store is open, Finessin since 93, uh, F-I-N-E-S-S-I-N, the number nine, the number three, dot com. And as I always say, like the late, great Nipsey Hussle would rather say, the marathon continues, y'all. And until next time, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Until next time, I'll